crowd hold on <laughs> yeah hold on. hold on just one second here please um, <laughs> technical difficulties yeah oh man i opened up the wrong link um well that's never good be chilling um yo what's up nada how are you i'm doing pretty good um yeah. all right just chilling here i got my fucking uh my ice back i got my my tea uh, finally back. Pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I got to new glasses so I can see again. Hell yeah! It's nice. pretty pretty great. I love having glasses. Now I'm like I was such a oh man I'm a not a glasses person and then I got glasses and I'm just like oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I've been wearing glasses the time they want to. It's actually just personal choice so. It's well, amazing. I, was like, I, I didn't want to admit it to myself. You know what, though? The funniest part, too. So the first time I got glasses, I put them on, right? I was like, wow, I can see. The first thing I just did was, like, look at, look at like, my Sublime text. And I just had, like, a rootkit, like, source code open. that I was looking <laughs> at, I think Dan shared at some point. And so that was, like, the last thing I was looking at. And I was, like, using this big blocky, like, Font. Like, yeah. the fonts that I use for the show notes, I used I used to use those in my IDE because they were so big and blocky that I could read them with like a ton yeah. of colors. And then I looked at it and I'm like, I can see. And then Hermit just goes up to me and just goes, Hey, you should uh, you should go outside and like look at a tree. Yeah. <laughs> code. I was like, I was obsessed. I was like reading. I'm like, I can see every single thing. All the colors look amazing. I'm like. Wait, I forgot. Like, yeah, trees and rocks and like yeah. people. I put my glasses on, and the first thing I did was I was like sitting from my computer, and like everything was like super blurry because I have super bad eyesight for like a week. And I put it back on, and I was like, "Holy fuck, there are pixels here!" Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you guys didn't catch it. This podcast is about glasses now. Yeah, and yeah. optical yeah. accessories. The, the Four Eyes Podcast, We're sponsored by when, Warby when Parker. I, uh, yeah. Uh, when I reinstalled this box, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna make my font my like because I got 4K monitors or whatever, so I was like, I'm gonna make my font size and my terminals bigger because it'd be smooth, be so easy to read. And now, like, I've been using that setup for a while, and I look at the font, and I'm like, fuck, I can barely read that. So I think I might be joining the, I might have to join the club. Like, that's yeah, it's a good guy. One of us. One of us. You'll have random headaches that you used to get that'll just kind of disappear, and you'll be like, "Oh shit, that's what those are." Well, yeah, yeah, but then also to... like, don't stare, don't stare at computer screens for too long. Your uh, uh, eyes. Well, I mean, I wish you had told me that. You know, twenty plus. Shit. Everything's fine. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, but yo, uh, so how's everybody's weekend? Anyone do anything cool this weekend? nothing uh i did i wrote it down and then i put 
the notes somewhere else. But um, <laughs> free form. <laughs> The only um, way you know what you've done is just little scraps of paper. That you're I uh, yeah, I wrote it down, but uh, my dog ate it. Yeah. And then I made it origami, and then I don't even know where that shit went. But um, I did a stream latish Sunday night, like around oh, nine yeah. something. Um, my laptop is super ratchet, so I had to put putts with it. I got the video output to work, booting up tails on a tour session. But like it was the most cursed color shit ever. It's great. Um, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was insane. It, it was like it was like a weird, like trippy, like Windows like three point one like color scheme. Yeah, I definitely like... dropped hot dog stand as a reference to what it looked like, and then yeah, the captchas were all <laughs> whack. Yeah, the cap, I could, the captchas are unsolvable. It's like what a computer sees. It's just like oh, this is weird a gradients of captcha solving yeah. Oh that's Do you have a link to that? You can drop into the chat if you want to. Oh, word. man. Also, that's uh, the first time I've heard hot dog, like someone refer to <laughs> hot dog stand <laughs> forever. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Hermit did that uh, dorking stream. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Hermit did multiple do uh, dorking streams. Yeah. yeah, she has. She's just been kind of like going wild. Cause, like, usually, like, it's basically like what she does, like, just all all the time like in a free time and then just putting it on stream and just going super fast just like finding the weirdest stuff i've ever seen yeah it's pretty crazy i like jumped in and was watching it for a little while kind of flipped away for a second and it was a totally different environment <laughs> i was like wow you're in another universe right now <laughs> like the comments are pretty funny like why would anybody ever do this lol move on to the next like 12 things yeah yeah it's like as soon as you want to make a comment about how ridiculously terrible something is there's something three times worse that just popped up <laughs> yeah. yeah no it's been pretty cool that i liked was uh googling the, the fake names that we used in the comments yeah you just find endless endless spam pages that are just like fake facebook comments that are just like the comments don't even make any sense either it's just like it's just such lazy fishing. Like, they throw in one that like pretends to be complaining about it to make it seem realistic <laughs> instead of just praising and Oh yeah. So yeah, if you go to any site that's like uh, trying to get you to download something, they'll have a bunch of product reviews at the bottom. And yeah, then there's the one guy who's like, you know, are, are you guys real people? And then his buddy's like, yeah. He's like, oh, cool. It really works. <laughs> yeah, one guy's name is like Frank Miller. I'm like, wait, are you a graphic novelist? <laughs> it's very generic generic names i love that i love also just very unique names to try to make it also spice it up and it's like too unique and then yeah you can just enumerate all your other stupid spam things it was like um, that uh the nintendo uh baseball game and the american team just had yes. names that would like never just crazy names you know it'd be really cool to make a like a word list of fake names and yes. just loop through it Willie Dustus. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of them, yeah. Actually, Herman and I, one time, we found there is this, like, weird site that is, there's no trace of it anywhere online anymore, but it was, like, this endless source of, like, the most bizarre names that were supposedly the names of every, like, number, like, in an exchange. Like, if you look, It was, like, a fake phone book, and every single, uh, was, like, sequential phone numbers, every single one had a fake name, and I can't think of a single beneficial reason for this. It might be a, a test server. I know that that's something that I actually mean, is used a lot. It's, like, 
phone number. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, seriously, I, I've done that before where you, you fake sets of phone numbers, names, and email addresses, and even first, last home address stuff. So like, some, of, uh, some of the info is real. I remember looking at it. I, I found like it. There would be like one random business, yeah. And then the rest of it, anything that they didn't know would be just filled in with just complete garbage, which is amazing. Like, Somehow or another, Weird. someone had to compile the list of fake names for this. Yeah, so. <laughs> some of them didn't make any sense. There was like, like Akira, like Von Hoffman, like, <laughs> like just not, not even, yeah, not even in the realm. Of yeah, people. I don't think there's anybody with that name, most likely. <laughs> Do you guys remember uh, like directory.io or whatever? And it was a list of like every single Bitcoin address and its private key. Oh yeah, yeah. There's and, a, a couple what? of sites now. So no. it's it's just a, but it's it's procedurally it's generated sorry it's just generated so like yeah. if you go to like page 10 it's like the increment of like however many per page like times 10 or whatever yeah 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 so like you'll never like actually finding and the address that you want is probably gonna never work like you better have a whole yeah although if you do that for long enough you know <laughs> especially yeah, if you yeah. distribute that effort um yeah. well and somebody figured out that you can hack somehow speed up the iteration of Bitcoin addresses using um, like by traversing the tree, there's a specific yeah. way to do that. So somebody was able to really effectively brute force. Uh, yeah, that's that, was. that's that story of that person. It was like, they were calling him the Bitcoin bandit, which is like so cheesy, but that's essentially what he's doing is crawling the uh, chain and then just emptying wallets because of, uh, I'm assuming this issue like guessable um, yeah so i think one of it was uh god i really want to find this uh thing again somebody did a really good talk so on, cool. on basically yeah here I'll, I'll put it in chat um this was a talk um done by ryan castellucci on cracking brain wallets by yeah, yeah there was a bunch of stuff as well where uh limiting the space needed to be for uh to, to be you know iterated over uh due to uh like random seeds not being set properly or like you know uh, yeah or, yeah i think at least a few of those like wallet generation sites had insecure randoms as well <laughs> yeah yeah just the rng was just like inherently flawed and you can uh relatively like predict it within a certain range and brute force like especially like android apps that would generate wallets because they were the space was just so small. Mm, interesting. So yeah, cool, man. Bitcoin. We're not telling you to steal Bitcoin. We're telling you to research Bitcoin. I think you should, <laughs> you should research cosplay. the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, cosplay the stealing of Bitcoin. Research uh, the hell out of other people's money. <laughs> yeah, because the, uh, like, so a lot of the currencies that came out, um, like earlier currencies, were just like straight up hard forks of Bitcoin. So people who then like made wallets for it just like forked it and like never never merged the code back in or anything. Just fuck that. I love it. I think it's amazing that we live. We we do now live in the time where math crimes exist, and mm -hmm. you can you can steal money with math. It's fucking beautiful. Well, your high school math teacher told you so. And, and gay space. <laughs> yes, so gay space really what crime. we need is. A, a gay space math cybercrime. I think that's something that needs to what, uh, We need what? A gay space math, math cybercrime. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, she was it's in like a bank account. So there's, 
there's got to be some math involved. Yeah, but the crime itself count, right? was not enacted using math. Look. I mean, <laughs> I'm a lot, yeah. <laughs> Any monetary crime I feel like it's a math. We got a lot of news this week and a lot of cool products to talk about and a lot of Hell safari yeah. things. So um, let's jump into it. So the first one here uh, that we have is <laughs> people have been kind of freaking out about it because of the name more than anything else. Um, we didn't talk about this last week, did we? This could come out like right after. Unless we did. No, I think Wait, we what? did it last week. The Netcat one? No, uh, we have done Netcat. No. Okay. Yeah, oh, so we didn't because this there was some stuff that came out. So the thing that's tough about it is that when things come out on Tuesday, if I don't have uh, like the if I just like have updated the notes and I'm like I don't care, I'm not gonna like put a thing on there. But then we like miss some stories. So yeah, this came out on Tuesday about um, the Netcat uh, CPU side channel uh, attack, which um, it's pretty cool. So kind of like, was pretty complicated and needs. Um, a couple of prerequisites, but basically it's a way to infer um, using multiple different types of side channel attacks, like reading keystrokes, with the time impact. You know, statistical analysis on on various timings um, in the CPU, and be able to infer like data that was being processed like in the cache. It's pretty dope. Yeah, I refuse to read any of it based on the dumb name they gave it. <laughs> That's what? what I felt. Yeah, a lot of people were mad yeah, about it, but... and it was like, oh yeah, this thing called Netcat. I mean, it makes sense because it's a remote thing, and you can cat something. So it's uh... it seems. Oh like no, it it's sense, but yeah. it's again, it's a very well known tool. Yeah, it's like, yo, you've never heard of Netcat, and yeah, I believe it. For my <laughs> Imagine next, never hearing of Netcat, but knowing what CPU, like, like cash. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. Bullshit, right? It's got to be it bullshit. Got low, it got a pretty low severity as well, just due to complexity. But I think, uh, you know, in the right situation, pretty powerful. And I think that's part of, with these really advanced techniques, knowing how to use them is fine. But knowing when to use them is like way more important. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I mean, honestly, like, I'd be interested to see, you know, if you can do this by a PDF, what kind of libraries and tools are, you know, exploitable using that. You, you can do it remotely. That, that's the thing is that it's, it's remotely yeah. exploitable. There's a ton of different, if you watch the video for yeah. it, it explains a bit more about it. But there's, I mean, you have to have, you can trigger it remotely, but there's physical, you have to have physical access or have malware on the machine. I mean, if it's something like, I don't really know like which specific, um, I mean, it's the it's for server, so it's pretty generic, like use case, it could be any kind of OS. Um, as long as you have like, you know, something that can access the hypervisor, you know, it, it is very complicated to exploit it like in like a VM somewhere. But, but it specifically um, needs uh, RDMA, remote DMA, like, Think about that. that like, that's <laughs> yeah. those are the scariest but letters put together. They haven't heard of Netcat. No Netcat. Yeah, like, it's real DMA MDMA. Yeah, you, you're I not gonna the, find that real easy. I think the biggest part of the story is that why would they lie about not knowing about Netcat? Like, that's oh, they didn't say that. Crazy. No, it's just like the fact that they named their vulnerability Netcat is either they somehow don't know about Netcat 
or like, uh, they're controlling Did nobody thought, read the thing? Because they said somebody on, asked them. No, they said on they did it on purpose. They said it was a pun. Because it, oh, it, 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 well, it makes go. sense. It's, it's yeah. catting like it, it makes sense. It's just yeah. I mean, a lot of people yeah. though didn't didn't um like like take read. it seriously or read it because one it's <laughs> very ob- obscure CPU side channel attack, and also it's called netcat. And everyone's like, oh, it's gonna be a joke. <laughs> well, and it's just like yeah. If it doesn't impact you, you're not gonna be talking about it. If uh. if it's so incredibly difficult to like it creates a who's on first type scenario. <laughs> It it is funny though, like people complain about like named vulnerabilities being like all like done hyped up, and these guys are like, nah, like it, we're just gonna na- like the name's a joke, right? And it's like you, there's no there's no winning, right? Oh my god! I <laughs> mean, to be fair, it does give you an identifier to talk about it with. I'd rather it be a satirical like bullshit name than. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure which one I'd rather have. I mean, uh, as somebody who does talks with CVE names, literally nobody likes to hear about CVE 2018-10021. Uh, right, right, right. Um, it and it's like, good luck remembering that unless you're working with it a lot. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the Deja Blue Bugs, do you know any of the CVEs from those? <laughs> no. I mean, nope. the only one I remember is like CVE 2015-001 or whatever, because it was uh, my sequel bug. That's it. It's not even relevant. <laughs> there's like a few that stick out in the general conscious but yeah for most so, part you're not going to remember that names for the well, and it's like at most i remember the year like shell shock 2014 every every bug needs a logo so the next one <laughs> we have a design contest for a zero day as a way to drop it Oh can my god. Have, can someone make a like procedurally generated like uh oh my god generates yeah. names and logos for CVs? This like, exists. Description. Somebody yeah. totally made that. I don't know the link oh, off the top, great. but that's a thing. I love it. Um I'm surprised great. but not surprised. Yeah, no, that's one of those things that definitely All right. Well, let's move on. From yeah, let's move on to the next one. So this one, um, Dan, you've been you've been really rallying against this, and everybody talking about it on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Simjacker. This has been something when I oh, when yeah. I first saw this come out, right? I was like, oh damn. Uh, <laughs> I started looking at it, and then it slowly like it was, just seemed like something that it, I don't I don't really know. You you described it as it seemed like somebody selling consultancy services. Um, I think I literally because, said. I think I literally said this is just a an example of a paid advertisement in news form. Well, I mean, they do yeah. have like they have uh, really significant, nice graphs and stuff on the report. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, it, sure. Let's just get to the crux of this of this attack, right? Okay, so mm-hmm. the boss receives SMS, SMS through to Sim. How the fuck does it get back through all the layers to send an SMS? Um, well, it's using the SIM toolkit. So the SIM toolkit is yeah. basically like a wrapper for a bunch of other stuff that would run on a SIM card. You can run it's, with with the SIM yeah. toolkit. You can run pretty much anything that's similar to an AT command. Any any modem programming thing you can do with the SIM toolkit, and then it's, some. yeah, it's literally just like any of those run of the mill uh, spy on your spouse. Thing. like it's it's, it's, it's so my new. understanding was like it's a it's a very small subset of devices that has this 
that are yeah, impacted by this as well. Enabled. I mean, SIM toolkit is pretty like prevalent. Like you can find it in a lot of places, um, but it's not like the configuration that's required for it isn't always available. Um, so when I was thinking about it, I was I have quite a few devices that use SIM cards um, in my my wheelhouse, and um, I was thinking about it, and none of them um, are anything that would be affected by this. But then the other thing is that providers can simply just disable the ability to send these kind of commands over the internet. Well, it doesn't, uh, it, so it looks like it they needs... followed up and said that it, none of the carriers in the U.S. do it. Yeah, it's none not U.S. Um, yeah, so well, it's, so... it's very, very small, like, um, actual effect thing. I mean, realistically, yes, it is, it is um, a vulnerability, but it's something that has already been taken care of in a few places, and yeah. it's just simply not supported by default on many, many devices. Well, yeah, and it looks like it needs to also have an SAT browser like, set up. Yeah, well, that's a part of the SIM toolkit. Those, so this sort of thing, okay. there, are com there are countries, there are whole mobile networks that really rely on the SIM toolkit, and they rely on applets that run from, that are loaded from a SIM card um, for all sorts of things. If you watch the uh, Secret Life of SIM Cards um, DEF CON talk, they go into a lot of detail about how this specific stuff works. So there are countries and there are places that really use things that have direct access to the SIM card and the SIM cards, um, you know, like more exotic commands. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not the most common thing. And it's, even if it is, it's not like, it's in very, very like small, small places, then it can be also managed at a network level. So one of the things that I thought was kind of interesting about it is that um, my comment kind of resonated with uh some people and um it like it was probably not wise to frame it the way i did exactly but it's my comment it's twitter it's i'm common i'm a commenting and stuff right but uh yeah there there were people that reached out that were um i was kind of surprised to hear from um I'm being vague, but like I kind of asked them not to talk about it, and so I'm trying to uh, see we can, the same. We can move on then. <laughs> it just yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just wondering, like, there's this, there's always this accomplice device. Like, is that required, or can, if you can send this SMS back, why don't you just send it back to the same device that sent you the SMS? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it seems like, like they've made this very complex graph to confuse and amaze you. Well, I mean, it's great sales material, right? For uh, for your next customer. Yeah, the more good Actually. graphics with arrows, like the more arrows you have on a picture, the more likely I am to buy the thing. Yeah, it's directly proportional. Yeah, all good bones emulate a recycling chart. There does need to be a certain color ratio too, though. That is very important. Yeah. A lot of green, but also a lot of red with little skulls and crossbones. Yeah, anything to really just draw your eyes. Yeah. Preferably in crayon and finger paints. <laughs> now you're speaking CEO language. <laughs> wee wee. Hey, so the next story that we have is the uh, people who were busted um, for breaking into a courthouse during a red team exercise. Did, did we, did they confirm that this was an actual red team thing or did they go over the yeah. It was Well, it was an actual red team thing because they're from Coal Fire. Well, I wasn't sure if it was a if they went and overstepped their bounds of what the scope was. 
because um, I've seen a bunch of conflicting reports because a lot of places just simply are like, well, they uh, broke in and they said that they were hired to break in. Like, who would do that? Like, you know, like people who have no idea about like that kind of work. Yeah. Um, um, so it was hard to get the right details out of it. So I wasn't sure if anybody had seen any follow up for this. I mean, I did see something that uh, the client had not anticipated uh, brute force. Yeah. Yeah, it said that they didn't. Um, that wasn't something they were expecting to be a part of the engagement. So like, or like if you haven't, but like if you haven't explicitly agreed upon it, then I would say that that's probably not scope. Yeah, and yeah I would they weren't expecting force physical access. Yeah, right. Uh, like somebody, it's like if I don't say you can break in, then it's not in scope. Yeah, and so somebody that I follow on on Twitter that does this kind of thing with basically made a few statements about like if you don't have a letter that is like on your person at the time that you're arrested with immediate contact details to somebody who can verify it, um, don't do it. Like you be, be ready to be caught and then make sure that that person is expecting the call so that they can discreetly push it under the rug while you continue the operation. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's also one of those things where like uh, you could be putting that person into a, a tricky situation legally as well yeah i mean there's there's right yeah there's There's lawyers all up and down every single part of this story like in between every every single thing there's a million lawyers who are just stoked uh because someone's getting sued that's just uh plain simple how it's gonna be yeah it seems just like a severe lack of communication but just ended in people going to jail so that sucks (laughs) yeah for sure the did the police make a statement and like apologize or anything or I don't I don't think so. I think this no, is, I mean, uh, I, they're set to the go to court were, on the 23rd. So Yeah, no, I mean in this case the police were doing their job, right? Like Right. No, they, no. These I guys just, had no yeah. I was curious if they uh if they went the extra mile and said we're sorry for blah blah, but I mean it's the police. So. Yeah. I mean it's also like if the company has not backed down then the police, like, it's not really their place to worry about that, I think. So, We're up to September 13, uh, the SCA recently made aware the break-in, the courthouse, blah, 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 similar nature break-in, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Transpired has no information to share at this time. So that's from the Iowa Judicial Branch. And so I guess they're not saying too much until it's, you know, sorted mm-hmm. out. Lawsuit. Yeah, I would say everyone's playing everything real <laughs> close to the chest, which is a bummer yeah, because yeah. I would really like to know uh, because it's just like, I don't think yeah. I've seen a story like this uh, at, at least in like two years, right? Like, yeah. this is a, a pretty rare that. one. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, mean, interesting I, I just know. don't understand, like, communication must have gone so incredibly wrong there for that to happen. Right, like you think it, so? I don't, I, think I don't know how. One. I just oh, don't know how there could be ambiguity around like you could break into this building or, or you can't, or just not uh, saying it. I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of cases like even you see online people go like, "Hey hackers, come and test my website." Like, and so you don't have a piece of paper to back that up. You don't have any sort of like if you break into right, it, but Coal Fire is a is a is an organization. They're a company that do does this as contracting. I mean, they're also. Also, it's like, make no mistake, this is the government. Like, this is a government agency we're talking about. Like, uh, this is yeah. Like, someone, they're not going to be willy-nilly like, and saying, uh, "Come test us," and we'll for 
super well versed in what all these things probably mean. Uh, they're not, you know, there's a lot of places for things to get lost in, like, the kind of, I don't know. Like, I, I think the down, there's just like, a, yeah, I feel when like it comes to auditing, one of those though, things where, um, like, I, I think that one of the things that a government is good at is making sure that, like, I don't know, when it comes to getting audited or whatever for anything, like financially or whatever, uh, I, I would imagine that they're very, very cautious about their approach to it. Probably overly cautious in a lot of cases. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, all about the importance of communication. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. um, and also using Dolby Bian Club. Rest in peace. Yeah. Make sure that <laughs> ah. If you are going to engage in any sort of uh, security testing, make sure you do have all of the stuff laid out, agreements, handshakes. Also with and have that paper on you. You know, make sure that the lawyers handcuff each other together before, like, during the time of the engagement, so that they have handcuff to every user. single person. Go on, yeah. You better every... go on your engagement with your lawyer. Yeah, well, or and the uh, minimum with the with the paper authorizing you. Like, you, you should know, definitely have the contract with you if you're going to uh, do it. Aspiring, if you want to go on a ride along one time, ask one of these guys for red uh, red teaming engagement and. Go for a ride along. Go for a ride along. I would look like a cop, like a little kid, like the state fair. Like, um, it's training day too. It's black hammer. So let's let's move on to the next story here. This is about this antitrust panel that is seeking documents from the four big tech firms. Um, so it doesn't really give too much detail about like the, the whole like why or like what's going to happen with the investigation, but they're basically seeking communication between all the big executives of all the big four, uh, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google, um, just because of how crazy everything is. Um, I don't really know, I guess, it's all I can really speculate about, but it seemed interesting enough to uh, throw in here. Yeah, it's funny. It's like you read it and you're like, someone... Like in the government's like, there are some crimes here somewhere. Let's just <laughs> I mean, like there's a lot of stuff that, that is already, I mean, like you just we know that the just by sheer if you're looking at the markets and how things have been going with people being able to just like do like global policy stuff like Google just keeping like Huawei and China out of stuff and like other things like that where it's just like tech companies are not just like companies that are just having like, a cool little app. It's like literally like geopolitics is like happening like through them and so oh, yeah i mean like look at facebook they basically own countries and can influence elections yeah and so it that kind of stuff is like yeah i mean it, i definitely think it should be looked at i don't know like what they're going to find or what's going to happen but i don't think that it just should the company should be allowed to exponentially grow like as, as yeah. big as that we are i think we'll have like also uh something that came up in a slack channel was um that if if google wants something like if you're a competitor in any way or you have an idea or whatever uh they'll probably buy you and or they'll at least pretend to buy you and then you'll give hand over ip and then they won't buy you and you'll go broke and they'll win and they can just basically do this forever like they have enough money to like do whatever um similarly apple you know apple look at their app store and they're like, what are the top apps? Oh, which of these apps can we integrate into iOS? We'll just make it a feature. You won't need an app anymore because it'll, you know, we'll put a third camera on a hell yeah. Um, like, I can get classroom plans. It's like a home screen. Like it's, sure. it's just like, <laughs> that's where I do all my uh, 
my banking from. Yeah, like one of the uh, one of the best like tweets I've ever seen was talking about um, AWS reInvent, where they uh, lock the doors and cut everybody's throat and take over their products. It's like a red <laughs> wedding type situation. <laughs> it's like you know you have these companies that have all these random features and are just like just ripping everything they can from other companies. <laughs> That's like AWS. <laughs> you need a cert to navigate their screens. Well, and it's just like, it's just like there's so many services. Uh, what was it? Was it Mongo or Elastic that they they caused a big? I think it was Elastic that caused a big licensing concern, um, and prompted Mongo to change their license. If I remember correctly. It's yeah, funny, it's... like, I just imagine someone at Amazon literally forgetting, like, or, like, Amazon just forgetting they have a service, like. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, oh, yeah. I, like, I don't think, I think you spend years using Amazon and still not know every feature they have. Yeah, there's always, always new ones. But I think, uh, yeah, like, these, what goes on inside these companies and where they operate, like, there was a whole bunch of stuff where, uh, if you purchased a product from like Microsoft in Australia, I'm pretty sure it was Microsoft and Google. I can't remember. There's a couple of, a couple of companies got in trouble for this where they were based out of Singapore. So they were evading like Australian taxes and stuff um, where it was technically legal, but not really. And you know, like they, the company, they have enough power to like sort this stuff out, you know? And that's, yeah. uh, I think that, I think the outcome will potentially be, in the opposite of what we've seen because the too big to fail always comes in like no that's like google is too big to fail it has too much data or whatever um and i think we might see if anything um parts of it just sort of breaking off into smaller like the teams that are already like separated just breaking off into smaller self-operating things and then still feeding back into the the greater google but yeah um, just as an example like the opposite of yeah everything um either way i don't think the everyday day-to-day -day usage or the reach will change in any way oh i agree and it's just like i think that what i'm what what might happen is they might say oh we're gonna give me a you know a, a fine or whatever um which for any of these companies is completely irrelevant basically no matter how you could how high you go with yeah that. <laughs> but right. it's like a it was literally a trillion dollar fine <laughs> yeah, like you could you could hard you could charge them two hundred fifty three hundred million dollars and it's like ow. It reminds me of like the like the swear jar as a kid. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I used to love that when I was in school. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if companies like Amazon, Google, Microsoft have like a a budget for all right. We're gonna pay this much money just to like make uh, legislation feel like they're powerful. Yeah, I mean, also you're Big literally just paying to do whatever you want. Like yeah. companies attain personhood, but at the same time they're completely impervious to the consequence of it, which is yeah. Well, I mean, it's also like like any sort of lawsuit that you file against them, they'll just I'd imagine they'll probably just settle. When something like, reaches personhood, they should also get to know shame. <laughs> All right, we should move on to the next thing because it's going to get real depressing and dystopic if we keep talking. Um, this one is actually pretty depressing and dystopic too. This is a phishing attack that targets the Guardian's whistleblower um, secure drop service. Um, shout out to Shitty Kids for finding this. This is pretty scary. 
So basically, secure drop is something that you can use to send uh, stuff over Tor to journalists if you don't want to get like your head chopped off by your government or you know whatever. Um, and this is a fake version of this, which phishing stuff on on dark the dark web is, is pretty interesting because there's not really like domain trust like things that you would normally use like just a big block of like characters like you don't really know what they are, so it's like harder to. Like harder for me if I were to see, you know, uh, the real Guardian one versus this, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference, right? Um, and so, um, yeah, this has both this fake, um, entire fake secure drop, as well as an entire fake secure drop app as well. It's backdoored and harvests creds, harvests yeah. creds, and does other sorts of stuff. It's basically a rat. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know who this would possibly be targeting, but it's pretty frightening to think that that's something that would be so here's the thing like this kind of thing has been happening for a while now i want to say over five months but um for darknet sites like uh like drug sites things like that um they've been getting uh denial of service attacks and then there's uh fake sites put up in their place mm-hmm. that um directly mirror they're just proxies. Excuse me. They're just proxies, actually, of the uh, of the real site. So it yeah. takes you through whatever captures the site, throws at them, and all this other stuff. And then the only step that they inject their thing into is the Bitcoin step when you need to deposit your money. And it's it's fairly brilliant how they're setting it up. Um, in that. They, whoever made the kit uh, was pretty brilliant, but the people that are actually running the campaigns are not terribly smart. Like, this is yeah. purchased gear. It's like a sort of like smash and grab kind of thing. It's like man in the yeah. middle things. Like it's, this one though is, I mean, so I understand about darknet markets for stealing money. This isn't for money though. This is for stealing. Yeah. Stuff. This is well, like this, this is an is interesting like, one because like like replacing like your like your psychiatrist or like your your pastor that you're doing so, the confession to like with the, some foreign agent. The interesting thing about this one is that people care about it. And to me, like nobody really cared that much about the dark net markets being attacked because they're the bad guys. But now that we have the good guys being attacked, people care. And I think well, it's going to be an important lesson that maybe we should start caring about both sides. <laughs> yeah, I think it's what I found I really mean, interesting about this is that um, right because the way the onion dresses are just random garbled characters, like it's hard to tell. The, the vanity thing, right? Where people generate vanity addresses all the time, but like if you're generating a vanity address, that's just like the first six characters of a of an onion uh, thing. It's like ooh, like maybe like. You could be a little bit more tricky with it. So I, I guess one of my things here is like um, hacking a, a site for financial purposes is uh, bad, but it happens a lot, right? Like there's a lot of financial phishing, um, but hacking a site specifically designed for whistleblowing and sharing of information, often about countries and uh, large organizations is an interesting uh, approach. I don't know, you know, who that would really, I don't know if that'd be particularly valuable to like your run of the mill black hat. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's only for oppressive regimes that are waiting for people to. Right. And so that makes me think that, you know, like I'm wondering who is running this campaign and it feels like, you know, there's not a really good reason to run this unless you have a need for state secrets from other states or something. It also yeah. might be by or to like someone. Yeah. Or to stop information, right? Like if you yeah. wanted to. So, so I think that, you know, you mentioned that the reason people were concerned about this is, is because it's a good site versus a bad site. I think it's less about that. I think it's more about, this is a fairly unique, like target for a phishing campaign. I don't yeah. know. Like, I feel like I'm way more used sure. to seeing financial. Issues. Yeah. Financial is Fair completely enough. different from state secrets. If you were <laughs> the actor, though, like if you, if you wanted one specific secret that you knew somebody was going to leak or you were you had reason to believe it was going to leak setting up something like this and just waiting around like just ignoring the 99 percent of shit that comes through and being like ah not that useful this guy's just paranoid he should probably see a doctor and then you know getting that one thing over you know that might be maybe you're running the campaign for a year and that's worth it right Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and also like you're going to get more than one thing of value, most likely. Um, and if you're a nation state, then, you know, it's about the long game, right? Like, <laughs> uh, well, I think also really like the other thing that this could be used for is stopping people from providing information, right? You know, if you get somebody to submit a secret to this site, they don't realize the phishing site, you've effectively silenced that person. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, it also takes like the, I guess the the guts to whistleblow. Like it takes that confidence to build far enough where you're like, okay, I'm gonna post it today, and you're like, you know, this might be a bad idea. Yeah. Eventually, they post it, and then once they posted it, they're like, all right, my part's done. And yeah. Right. Well, even if they did figure out it was a phishing site, there's a pretty good chance they still wouldn't submit it again because. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know, I'd be pretty fucking scared at that point because somebody now <laughs> has that information and yeah. they intentionally stole that information. So I'd be like, yeah, let's get out of the country, shall we? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. the thing, thing about it is, yeah, like this is, you know, targeted. This is targeted at someone. I do like, because uh, it's like, you know, just these you know, onion links aren't easy to find. Uh, I'd be interested to see how he actually stumbled upon it. But yeah, so yeah, was it actually an onion link? I see the tweet here. It was an IP IP address. Yeah, so he had I forget how he was telling me a little bit about it. Um I don't know how he unmasked the IP, but he I guess found that he said that this is being served from two different servers. Um and Yeah, it looks like uh he has a census link for IPv6 host for a host uh host fingerprint. Wait, it was IPv6. Oh, interesting. Or no, 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 sorry, IPv4. My bad. Uh, I was gonna uh, say that was. So I think it's like a it's a host key fingerprint. I don't know how that happened, like what how he got that host key fingerprint. But I would say yeah. it's one of those things where you, it's this the shared SSL key across two machines. Yeah, something something like sorry, that. Across, seems two, like it. across across two interfaces. My bad. Um, yeah. And yeah, comparing that on the two things, but. On the IPv6 note, disable IPv6 if you're not using it, because then you don't have to secure it. Well, yeah, yeah. 
Um, no, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting attack vector. Um, we should talk to shitty kids more in chat about this after, because um, it's yeah, pretty interesting. Um, but yo, the next one that we have on here. Um, so this we had seen a little bit of people talking about it, all the different names. Um, so North Korea's uh, state-sponsored hacking teams are getting sanctioned. Um, interesting. Right. Yeah, I don't really know what this is going to mean for them. Besides that, I mean, everyone's already known. They've like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's not going to do anything. Yeah, yeah symbolic. Yeah. Well, I mean, also like their state-sponsored hacking group. I think that if you put restrictions on that, I don't know. you are not allowed to hack. Yeah, no not Prices hack. go up. Bitcoin. <laughs> no more Bitcoin. You're done. Well, also, like, there's a lot of other things that North Korea probably shouldn't be doing. Yeah, <laughs> this is like the least of the, right. I mean, like, not the least, but it's definitely pretty, pretty. It's, it's amongst the constellation of other transgressions. Yeah. Did you know that they make some of like the best uh, counterfeit U.S. dollar? Yeah, not surprising. Yeah, yeah. They, like it's like they say it's almost impossible to to tell. I wonder if. They still do though, right? Because we just swapped out uh, all of our money, pretty much, except for one dollar bills. We don't report any any of the stuff that they're going to be printing uh, at their intranet there. All the um, they have one printer. Yeah, reverse engineered to be able to print it out. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I mean, interesting. Um, side note to this too. Uh, I found I tweeted out asking if anybody had the the art of the original skeleton of the uh, that was used in the Sony hack, and somebody like I don't even know who it was. Somebody just like, oh yeah, I spent like hours on like Yandex, and I found the original image for you, and I just posted it on Twitter. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that blew my mind pretty, when I saw that. Pretty cool because like, I couldn't find it anywhere. There was no reference to it. It was like a CGI skeleton, but I'm like. There's no way that they made this. Like no one like sat and drew this like biker meme style skeleton. Yeah, like nineties, like late nineties CGI. Yeah. Uh, that means I got somebody did at one at one some time in the history, somebody did sit there and draw it. But uh Yeah, I'm just saying I definitely wasn't North Korea. Yeah. Um, hey now, chairs you don't know that much about North Korea. There's not I don't know. They don't have enough computers to distract them. There is, well, um, it, yeah. Out of that, there was uh, the, the Yandex's reverse image search was uh, better than Google's, or at least rivaled it very closely. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. So it was the Glorious leader. Glorious leader makes best Facebook or best to face page. <laughs> no, I love that the face page. That was a really good. That was a really, really like spooky. <laughs> Spooky. Uh, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah what, what are you, I'm not sure what you're talking about. The North Korea the face page. Here's the I just I put, put a, a oh the, the, <laughs> I was wondering why you did that. <laughs> I'm looking at it going, oh this. Yeah, okay. I, you know, in my brain it did not put these two fucking things together. How crazy I just like, that? you know, putting spooky skeleton photos in the chat. <laughs> Wonderful. If you could type thank Mr. Skeletal, please. <laughs> thank Mr. I'll put Skeletal? that in the background for the rest of the show. Hold on. Yeah. Do you do we have the actual notice? The the 
Oh, the deface no, page image? Yeah, the deface the page looks way cooler. Yeah, I didn't get the full deface page, but I ended up getting the uh, the actual skeleton. So, I mean, that's at least cool. I, I just know. realized there's like two, at least two or three, <laughs> like people on the bottom of that page. Yeah, isn't that literally like frightening? That's a very yeah. That's really thing. sketchy. I don't know who yeah. those people are supposed to be, but like if I was yeah, people, they have their faces are all like happy. scary and like messed up. Yeah, that's it's definitely one of the most unsettling deface pages I've ever seen. So, um, congrats. But there, yeah, now it's in the background of the uh, of the um, show. Nice. If I recall, they made it come up on all the screens at the same time too. Like, oh Jesus. Do you yeah. like make a really loud noise? That would be the last piece that's required for. Uh, probably. That'd be. Uh, I, I, I like would how the whole chat it. just was thinking, Mr. Skeleton. <laughs> just like open the little stupid image of like the, the skeleton. It's just yeah, perfect. Oh man, I wonder if we could get somebody from Sony that used to work there that went through it to come on. I wonder if oh. uh, there's anybody in our orbits. That would be fucking awesome. Hmm. Or even like a software engineer who saw what was going on. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. You gotta find somebody that's not under NDA. So, yeah, like a help desk person, maybe. I don't know, like, they might have a cap on the NDA. Oh, actually, aren't they unenforceable in California or something like that? I don't know either. I'm just going with it's unenforceable. <laughs> That's always the best way to uh, approach any sort of legal question. I think that may be. Uh, <laughs> I think that may be not the case that you're thinking about. So. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. And it is. Oh, I'm gonna take a good screenshot of this, and it's it's tough. Those NDAs. Okay. Alrighty. Um, I'm done. Okay, so back to back to our our, our podcast that we're doing. Um, so the next one that we have here is ICE fails to properly redact a document and reveals the location of the urban warfare training facility. Oh, this is just like nice. classic, like whoops, like Benny Hill. Baby's first security whoopsie. <laughs> no, because ICE and ICE and ICE affiliated agencies, as we've seen in the past, have just done some bizarre stuff which is leaving things out like not redacting documents like just it it's a comedy of errors really well the worst but. part about this is that this has happened before too and it's that they redact it but it's literally just like shoving like a png over text and so you can still yeah, like right. copy it's the our document it's and the so PDF it's like thing, right where the original data is still there yeah yeah but the thing is like it's almost worse than not redacting it at all, right? Because that someone looks at it and goes, okay, yeah, this is redacted, right? And just shoves it on down the line. Uh, and hands layers. Also like, also, like, it's possible that nobody would have known that that was like a sensitive piece of information had it not had a little black bar over it. Yeah, but if you change the color of the black bar to highlight <laughs> the opacity to like, you know, 0.3, that's going to be a highlight for you now. Now you know all the bits. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Skeletal. Thank Mr. Skeletal. <laughs> um, so we should skip over a couple of these because um, we've been on here for a bit. Um, 
I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, this company built a private surveillance network uh, one about the license plates. This is pretty interesting mm-hmm. um, because this is not something that I guess it, it's just like an interesting way to collect data. Um, those I guess it says repo men. Different people have been collecting um, like where like they've been using ALPR to track cars and just put them all into this giant aggregate database where you can pay like 70 bucks to get like a live alert of like when the next time a car is spotted and where and have it placed on a map and then just have all the information about the uh the car as it goes because this is not this is extrajudicial this isn't made by like you know this is just made by some random people who just have this yeah this is like bounty hunter stuff yes this is this is where we get into the the ideal that uh, you should be more afraid of corporations than the government. Absolutely, uh, it's it's much. It takes way less red tape to build something like this uh, than it does with anything else. Like, yep. get a bunch of your buddies to just set up LPR stuff and then just uh, set up a database and kaboom. LPR data managed. Over nine billion scans. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of data, and Which that's just people can actually to add to it and then get money for it. You know, it's called DRN, uh, Digital oh, Recognition right. Network. Yeah. yeah. But also, like that, like the one comment that pops out in here. Actually, I was now it pops out so big. I feel stupid being like, "Hey, the thing that's in the yeah." Uh, it, the cars being in front of people's houses and stuff as well, because or you know, if it's consistently in front of a place at a time that's probably where they work or oh yeah know. no um it's similar to the uh like the asoc probe stuff in that you can based off of little snippets of location right like you can reconstruct a lot about where somebody goes what they do all that absolutely yeah um, and if you look at the the panel like the screenshot they have stuff like uh seen more like has this vehicle been seen moving? Uh, vehicle seen date, vehicle first seen date. Like, does it move? Is it there more often during the day? Like that kind of thing, which is like some crazy, crazy data. Yeah, that's that's the kind well, of and stuff. And it's just like if if um, you know these guys can use it, I'd imagine that it's not that difficult to get access to this tool. Yeah, I. I'll go ahead. Super, a bounty hunter super like tech savvy. I don't think so. No, um, but they're also like, well, and also like somebody can teach somebody else how to use this tool. And I don't know that I think of uh, bounty hunters as particularly ethically driven people in general. <laughs> um, yeah. So like I could see this being abused a lot. Uh-huh. Well, it, it's kind of you have the whole like bounty hunter perspective of it. But it's data, which is basically money. So, like, what happens when that data set or somebody utilizes that for like stalking or like right? Some yeah, it's like, I mean, it's already ethically debatable whether or not you should be able to use that for bounty hunting, right? Because like you're basically surveilling people without consent. Um, but yeah, it's like you could use it for for quite a few much much more screwed up things. Well, I mean, I mean I'm sucking at it. I'm looking at the customer list right now, or the providers list that DRN has listed up, and they're almost all, except for one, it, it looks like might be a bounty hunting. But these are all asset recovery and uh, debt collectors. 
yeah. It reminds me Just, that there was a story that we had that's about fucking scary though. Like to have a debt collector stalking you to that extent. Sorry, Sean. Oh yeah, no, I mean debt collectors can get very aggressive. As I say, yeah. like there was that story, right? Where it was like people like three dead in shootout, like oh yeah, based on GPS evidence, you know, claimed from a bounty hunter or some shit like that. Like you think about it, and like that's literally this this same sort of data, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you look at this data and you go, okay, private company has this, it's leaking it out to individuals, and that just goes, all right. So the people who are actually tracking people are what 10, 20 years ahead of this. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if you look at like China. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're talking about US, I'm sure that uh, we've got some pretty sophisticated stuff. Yeah. This is just like the base, like the the entry level. Right. This is like the Chinese knockoff version of a surveillance tool. Yeah. The the scary thing about this is its availability versus uh, yeah, like like you were saying, the red tape around building it internally is much different. Well, yeah, and the fact that. You know, like it's kind of scary because, like, given enough time, basically anybody could build something like this. Right? Absolutely. I think that's kind of what—that's the crazy part for me. Is like, you now have these systems that, like, it, it's really not that hard to build your own little surveillance kit. Like, you could make a network mm-hmm. of pies. You could have them snap traffic. You could have them have a camera, and yeah. No, that's definitely true. Um, it's just something to just, yeah, as you said, Dan, be more afraid of corporations and people who just uh, have lower ethics, but somewhat of a organizational capacity um, than any government. Um, yeah. So the next story that we have on here, um, Nux, are you still here? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? Okay. Um, the next story, uh, so a name was given to those miners that you had found. Oh, um, really? Called Skidmap. Skidmap Linux malware is using uh, basically just a rootkit that installs a uh, cryptocurrency mining payload. So we actually, a couple days ago, the Safari channel, were uh, talking about it because you had found, I don't know where you found those initial um, payloads, but... I'm trying, I'm going to the show notes so I can go to this link. If someone could post it in chat really quick, that'd be a lot better. Uh, uh, one second. Um, yeah, post it in the Zoom chat. And kaboom. Can um, we talk about how that's like just the best name? Skidmap. Yeah, Skidmap is. I was like, I wasn't sure what it was until I saw it, and I'm like, wait, I know these exact binaries. Um. <laughs> what is this? Was this the? Uh, was this the pastebin one? Um, that, like, no, this, the... this was the one that was a was a script that had a bunch of vaguely named binaries like NetGuard and like uh, like crypto and things like that, like very very generic names. Um, oh, oh, they, yeah. Okay. They were, like, they were like, they would stage and load other binaries. So like they used uh, inhale.py, I'll talk about it in a little bit, um, to pull URLs out of it to grab the other binaries that it had. And then um, I was able to pull all those and analyze them and store them. So it did be a sample somewhere. Um, um, yeah, it was on my honeypot. I have like a shit ton of them actually, because I'm pretty sure it got hit a few times with this. Yeah, it was interesting though. What, what, um, was, the, what was the entry point? It was a shell uh, script uh, that was loaded by what? Oh, like an exploit? There, okay, so there's like a couple of them. Now, see, there was one that was like trying to run stuff through Telnet, and then there was this really weird one where they were like trying to do some type of a Java exploit to do like an RCE. 
Yeah. Oh, so like a web logic thing or something. Yeah, something like, and it would, and then the the like, and since obviously my shit wasn't actually vulnerable, it was just a honeypot. It never actually downloaded it. That I just went and got the script that it was supposed to download. So right. yeah, I, yeah. I just have them Low trying to do it. Yeah. Yeah, but we ended up pulling all those binaries and pulling them apart and finding like other binaries that were staged. It was like a lot of stages to it. There was like many, many binaries that it would set up for persistence. Um, so yeah, I definitely anybody who's interested read this write up because it was pretty, um, pretty complicated. I guess a lot of stuff. <laughs> you get tired of seeing like the same like stupid like busy box based like bot, and you're like, oh, it's a real root kit yeah. being sent over like a remote exploit. Like cool. Like it's a lot nicer. Well, I mean, <laughs> a lot more interesting. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. We saw something like that, you know, a couple months ago with the, there was a script that would load other scripts from Pastebin and then just uh-huh. be uh, process hiding through the rootkit. Yeah. No, this one had multiple URLs as well. Yeah, this is like mm-hmm. ramping it up to the next level with this stuff. Interesting. Yeah, so it needs uh, to be more sophisticated. Let's see, like yeah. one of the things, there's like a couple of things that I, I have about this is like, CPU mining sucks, like just as it is, um, and they've gone to all the effort of like, uh, you know, it, it starts off with like LD preload, um, it replaces the PAM Unix file, it's mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's doing things to hide its CPU usage and and stuff from the system. It's all of this work for you know you, you're going to need to infect a lot of machines to get anything out of this. They're doing that uh, Ethereum. Yeah. That's what they were. That's what they were targeting for. Well, I think also like if you infect enough machines, it doesn't have to be a shitload, but if you can avoid being detected, you know, you could run for a couple of years. Um, and I, I think that might be part of it is like if you evade, because right, like uh, for a while you saw like the spray and pray, like let's try to get, I and mean, you still see this, like let's try to get as many devices as possible, even if it's super noisy and super obvious and resets on reboot. But I think that um, what's starting to happen is that if you get stealthy, and you sit on a box for a long period of time and you're just mining away, eventually that will end up being beneficial. Yeah. I mean, it also opens up because it's, there's a back door um, that was set by it as well. So, I mean, you pretty much just own the whole thing covertly, which is pretty nice, I guess, if you're running a big crypto botnet. I mean, you can convert it and use it for something else if nobody's noticing you it. Caches, <laughs> yeah, yeah, propagation, uh, if there's a new exploit that's out loop heap or whatever you can spread by that where is the uh i'm trying to look where does it actually uh load the lkm kit like i don't see i don't know i actually didn't get that far in the in the like analysis process i was just pulling out symbol tables and strings but um the file is installed as user being chaotic which is a a loadable kernel module mm -hmm. but i'm not I didn't see where it actually escalates to do that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that far into the analysis process either. the The blog is like it explains it sort of, but there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of different components to explain. I don't really know. I only saw this uh, today. So while we're on the topic of coin miners, I'm dropping a different one that I found on my honeypot in the Twitch chat. Have fun. <laughs> cool. Um. But yeah, um, all right, let's, uh, so next one here. Um, next one I just threw on there because it was interesting. Cubans, uh, or just, you can go for it. Yeah, the opportunity to. Um, so yeah, so great equalizer in the world of sanctions and uh, 
geopolitics. Um, this next one here too about American medical images and data uh, available on the internet. Um, I didn't get to see too much of this, but I don't know if anybody else had read this. This is just like another one of those things. I'm like, oh great, just more records online somewhere. Yeah, new and different records this time though. Like it's not just yeah. my my first name, last name, address, password <laughs> all over again for the fiftieth time. Now it's like pictures of my bones. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I actually, uh, I, I recently got an MRI and was able to get it my hands on the disk that they used to store the data. I have a need to go pick that apart and see what kind of setup they have. Oh. It has one of those little compatible with things on the CD, so I'm pretty sure it has some sort of executable that it uses to. Do you remember that guy that was like uh, horribly insecure? <laughs> the, you remember the Elwire, like anonymous mask guy, 4chan man? Yeah threatening people yeah and he had like mri i've got these mri scans of my body you can see my <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well so you guys about my my eyeball scan no uh i went to the doctor and uh they're like we have this machine and it'll scan your eyes and it'll send you back a picture of it and so we do this instead of dilating your eyes and all this and i was like oh send me a picture huh she's like yeah yeah <laughs> send you the picture after we're done so i was like okay cool whatever like i want to see like you know get into this and see if it'll automatically email me like some eyeball files right and like and then yeah then i could see if it's like some big convoluted web app full of eyeball scan eyeball data and uh and n instead like after the end she's like okay i'll email it over and she just like sent me a two pngs from her work email and i was like <laughs> Yeah. That's so much less interesting than I hoped it would be. <laughs> All you need now is uh, her Gmail sent, like her Outbox. That's it. Now you've got all the eyeballs. Yeah. Or is there any metadata in the PNGs that you could pull from? I'm, I am going to pick it apart. Uh, I haven't yet. <laughs> you but, know, uh, there's this. And that would be there's that a little site be called uh, Have It Been Pwned, made by this uh, random dude in Australia. You should go check that. Uh, what's his name? Something something Jetski. Yeah, just just. Are so you funny fun. if there was just a web shell in there, in the PNG? <laughs> oh I was God. I was thinking about. I got so mad. I was trying to I was trying to back up some files, and I I had like unminified um some JavaScript that or I had unobtrusive <laughs> some JavaScript um that I had was playing with that I wrote that is not malicious, and Windows Defender just deleted it and would not <laughs> me, would not let me get it back. And I'm like, I wrote this is my thing that I wrote. It's yeah. a puzzle. Oh my God. You know, was like, no, this is like a remote, like, you know, like shell. I'm like, no. <laughs> I accidentally uh, extracted Cobalt Strike onto my Windows. Oh, God. Computer. Yeah. And Defender had a fucking heart attack. Like, oh, dude, like, like, I feel really bad for, uh, for people who write very large, extensive PowerShell scripts. Their life yeah. must be a, a really sad, hard life. So, uh, your, your own uh, OS written against you. Just yeah. sitting in our Twitch stream right now, and I'm looking at the skeleton, and he's got eyeballs. So I think he knows the secret. He knows. PNGs. Look at that. He's got yeah, that's a good question. Why does that skeleton have eyeballs? Does he have a tongue? Yeah. And a tongue? No, he doesn't have a tongue. That's a neck. <laughs> no. He does have eyeballs. So he's figured it out. He's the APT of eyeballs. IPT. <laughs> this will be our uh, mascot. Um, yo, and then the, uh, might have already claimed it. 
this other one here, um, next story is pretty interesting too. The Coast Guard is trying to figure out who is behind this threatening radio broadcast, which we can play. Hold on, let me see if I can just play it. Um, can y'all hear the stream? Uh, I cannot. But... I'm just going to play it for a second to see. Hold on. Attention all Coast Guard stations. I say again, attention all Coast Guard stations. The next time you scrabble any aircraft or any aircraft carrier, we're going to bomb your jets. Do you understand me? Number two, the next time you send off any aircraft or any aircraft carrier or helicopters, I will set off every depth charge in the Gulf and sink your ships. That's number two. Number three, you are closed on all airports of America. Otherwise, I'll set off the depth charges. Number four, the next time I see one of your planes in the air, I will shoot that plane down and kill the pilot and the passengers. That's number four. And I'm going to shake your ships all apart with our death charges. You are playing with the Russian government. I suggest you back the Because if you don't back the you're going to lose a lot of Coast Guardsmen. You understand me. Keep your airliners and you keep your ships on. <laughs> so. So. Would they say well, just all like, American airports? You can tell that he's Russian by the accent.
Are we? As soon as I hear an echo, I'll, I'll yell. Confirm we're live on the TV that's streaming. No, we're not back. Wow. Okay, cool. I guess we're back. Yeah. Oh, that's there we go. Weird. I don't know what just happened there, but something happens, and I'm sorry about that. Dollar Fifteen Club. We were using it to hide our conversations from the government. Yeah, but... the, the depth charges went off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the dollar yeah. vpn club rest in peace would have protected us from such thank you mr skeletal thank you mr skeletal did not want for us to talk yeah, right so, yeah. um, i think what we missed in the like till the uh, vhf channel information for that broadcast was unencrypted 150 meg 157 megahertz being um uh, maritime safety information broadcasts on channel 16 so pay, uh, yeah. anybody can anybody can speak on it um, if you have the power to yeah so literally like uh, $40 maybe $30 even at Amazon um, just look up a Baofeng um, they're, they're quote ham radios and they are so inexpensive and amazingly cheap and really super fun however Gonna put a little asterisk down there, and this is my uh, attorney at law uh, advice: <laughs> don't broadcast on uh, law enforcement frequencies. You yeah. you you can actually probably do that, and it won't mess with them. However, on this one, clearly it's messing with them. Usually, oh, like, they have. Uh, it's just a bad idea in general. Yeah, an Australian yeah. guy got on the uh, air traffic control thing and and gave some air traffic commands and like. Oh, I remember uh, that. Yeah. Oh, geez. yeah. That's, that comes with like a forty year uh, maximum jail sentence. So sure. Is it is it well, really worth like making like if this has uh, uh, any jail time attached to it? Like, is is it yeah. really worth being like? Yeah. Government <laughs> depth charge. Well, it's it's like all twenty people who listen to that channel will hear you and. So. You know. Unfortunately, I didn't actually hear uh, the audio when it started playing. Actually, all my audio cut out, but I'm going to listen to it later. It sounds like it was hilarious. But yeah, depending, no, on, just... depending on, I'm sorry, depending on whether it came from America or Cuba, because Cuba's right there, right? So it easily could just be from Cuba messing with us. And if it, it sounds is, like someone's drunk uncle in Florida, but what's up? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, depending on if it's if it's somebody in the U.S. doing it to U.S. authorities, they're they're messing with fire, and it's not because the U.S. authorities have all these amazing uh, tactics to track people. It's because there's a lot of ham radio enthusiasts that will track him and <laughs> track him down to the yeah, boys. point. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like again, private sector being more dangerous than the actual government here. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but like for a good reason. I, I've been yeah. warned that uh, to check uh, your uh, what are they called call sign before you use it because people in the past have used like the call like no, unknowingly used the past uh, in the past used the call sign of people who have died and the ham radio operators who knew that person just going like off the chain and being like. Oh, yeah, you can't use that. That's you know, and then finding out who they are and where they live through radio means. Yeah, getting uh, getting ham doxed. Yeah, getting <laughs> ham doxed. 
this game. I mean, I can kind of understand that, though. Like, it would be pretty shitty to have somebody who had died and to see somebody using their handle. Yeah. And that's yeah. on IRC. I mean, we've seen it happen, I guess, already. Um, uh, yeah, it's not, not a good feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the last one we have on here, or no, actually, that's the last one. Um, does anybody have anything else they want to bring up about good reads or useful or cheap? Uh, I, I did, absolutely uh, did. What? But I don't remember. Oh, I uh, I poured, I changed a bunch of code in uh, Face Hunter and did uh, made it so it worked with GitHub feed. Yes, I meant to put that in there. Actually, sorry about that. Oh yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much the best GitHub scanner I've seen, and I've seen a lot of them. Uh, Wait a minute. A couple. You you put it up there? Nice. Yeah, it's well. Right now, it's a PR. I have two PRs to Face Hunter. I haven't heard back from the guy on either of them, but uh, yeah, they're both pretty solid. One of them does compression on paste contents, and the other uh, adds support for GitHub public feed. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yara oh. stuff on GitHub. I also ported uh, just about every single GitHub dork to Yara format. So those are now part of that rule set. Uh, they haven't merged it yet. I haven't heard back from them though. So yeah, but That's it's a PR. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing a fork. If I don't get a response in like a couple weeks, because I've got a, I've got a couple of really good changes for that. And I'm, I did that with Sublister, uh, but then AMS came out and kind of blew that out of the water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so you you did uh, you've been working on inhale.py? Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of Kev the Hermit and Pace Center, I actually used some of those Yara rules for it. Um, but yeah, so this on Friday, I just finally like got sick of having this thing in my my home directory and on, on some <laughs> remote servers of mine. Um, and I I had uh, so back it up uh, like a while ago, I started just collecting like just so much malware. And like just trying to find like as much malware as possible, especially like uh, malware source code. I've been someone be setting up like uh, like a C two or something, or or somebody you know did X Y and Z and and wanted to leak someone else's source. I basically needed like a way to like scale like how to like do the manual work of like validating and like deduplicating and like just also the grabbing of like different files, like different binaries and everything. And so I ended up making this like a bunch of scripts that would like like do all that work for me. And then those worked for a bit until I wanted to like start sharing it a little bit more with people um, and also make it more useful and like less bespoke as I was trying to do each individual feature. Um, but so then I just spent a little bit of time like um, just turning the whole thing into like a little library that we could use. And I put out like a beta release of this thing called Inhale, uh, which is a tool that basically does like a ton of different static uh, analysis techniques and enumeration on the binary with a couple different tools. Um, and it just throws it all into uh, an Elasticsearch database for you to uh, play with data in. And so it's basically, it runs like uh, a bunch of enumeration with Rari 2, Binwalk, uh, Yara, and um, some other like little bits of uh, scripts that I had written to generate stuff for it. And um, it saves all of it. So it's pretty cool. Um, I was able to find a lot of stuff with it. If you, you want to see the output from it uh, in the Safari Zone section um, at the very bottom, this is you, uh, this output of inhale.py for some of the unpacked miners that were found in the wild um, that we were talking about earlier. Um, so it looks kind of like this. I'll post it in the dream chat here. Um, 
so yeah this stuff um it looks you know the output i wanted to make it like pretty because clearly love love pretty printing everything um but yeah what's ultimately useful though is that it, it can pull out it can carve stuff from different files it can pull urls from different things it's basically everything i'd want to do by hand when i'm analyzing a binary and it just does it for me um and it puts it into something that looks nice um as output so I yeah think i mean I, also another very nice feature which is an animated kirby true false <laughs> yes, there's an animated Kirby. <laughs> the Kirby in the in the banner of it um, that I put in there is a um, it's it blinks so the mouth looks like it's opening and closing, um, and inhaling. Um, so if you have a terminal that supports the blink ANSI escape code, um, you'll see a nice animated Kirby. Otherwise, it just looks really really awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, no, I've been uh, put it out there. I mean, like. So usually, like, I, I don't really, like, have a bad habit of not sharing tools, so I've been trying to share more tools and, like, make them, like, presentable to people. Um, Plasma has definitely helped to do a once-over of the code when I had put it up originally to share with people um, because I was, like, all over the place. It was basically, like, five different scripts that were, like, all really, really crappy in their own right, but they did something cool. So um, I had to put them all together to make it into something that, like, is actually usable by other people. Um, so it's in beta mode right now. It's like, it's pretty, um, like, I mean, it's it's up for development to like see what people would want to add to it or other ideas. Some people are talking about making some Docker images for it and adding some more tools. This guy Mitch sent me this really cool um, malware, like a clustering engine that he wrote that he said that he could port for it and stuff like that. So there's a lot of people who just like have come up with different use cases for it. And so I'm, I'm just kind of letting it play out and see what people suggest or what people would want and then go from there. Yeah, nice. it sounds real dope. Yeah, I man. I'm uh, see what happens where it goes. Uh, I'm pretty shocked that this hasn't really happened before uh, to this magnitude. So very cool. I mean, there there aren't yeah. a lot of stuff for it. I mean, there, there are dynamic sandbox tools. There are other frameworks that can do analysis on things, but some of them require you, like they, they tie into like paid services like virus tools. Well, I think also like a, a sandbox tool is slightly different than this, at least from what I've seen so far, this is mostly static analysis. Which yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to, I didn't especially want to do like, dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, if you're automating this kind of thing, then it's a lot dicier to do a sandboxy kind of yeah. thing. So the, the only so. real like, risk, I mean, I, I put in some logic originally to unzip stuff on the fly, but that's dangerous. I don't want to do that, but yeah. I mean, analyze on your own. I, I think with unzipping, as long as you use a, an existing library in Python, there's a really easy way to restrict it to just explode within the current directory. Mm -hmm. um, but no, there's like yeah. yeah, it's just a matter of you don't want you don't want to trust any of the input. It's all it's all malware. It's like strictly malware. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, there's some other features I wanted to add. Um, I might have to change like the data model and what I use for the back end because I don't think Elasticsearch um, would is is good for having yeah indexes. Um, but well, it's also it's also slightly it's kind of difficult to like it takes a little bit more push to deploy like an Elasticsearch instance than. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was, that was one of the first things I was thinking platform. about 
was moving it to, to another like no sequel like MongoDB or something. Um, but we'll see. Um, that's all still just yeah. waiting for people's evaluation and what they would want. But yeah, I wanted to do stuff like pulling out like uh, import and export tables of, of binaries and DLLs um, and a bunch yeah. of other stuff. Like basically, it'd be like, cool if you did like uh, if you did jar file and packing as well or uh, C sharp mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, no, there's the uh, .NET stuff. Like, I was actually struggling with uh, Radari too because they, they, their .NET support is kind of like, uh, like yeah. just thrown on there. So well, it kind of just prints data from like metadata streams to like standard. So, so really, what you, what you probably want to do, um, like for Java, there's really good libraries for decompiling. I, I don't know about yeah. for C Sharp, but imagine there is. Uh, I'll bet you there's Python bindings for all of that. And so you yeah. could probably integrate directly with libraries and, and tools that are built mm -hmm. specifically for that. Or even run a CLI that's built for that, uh, and then yeah. just analyze the the static files. Yeah, so I was I was um, just kind of waiting to see what people's opinions were because like I mainly do more reversing on either like like firmware things or on Linux based stuff. So um, I wanted to see other people's suggestions for like other operating systems and platforms and stuff. Because there's tons of tools to, to tie into it. But like, I don't know, yeah. it's just a, a thing that I put out as a pet project. I didn't want to like make it some big crazy thing. But if had people had ideas for it, I'd love to work and implement some stuff because it's ultimately useful for if you're just like a like a hobbyist researcher and you need to do something that will help you understand what you're looking at better. And also if you are looking to get into binary analysis in general, um, it's something that is um, that will help you understand like the sort of process that you need to go through and what you actually have to look at because people try to approach binary analysis and reversing, you know, people will just open it up in like a debugger or something immediately rather than like doing all the enumeration first to even make sure that you know what you're looking at because there's a lot of like, yeah. like I was, I've, I've like written, I've written binaries that no debugger can open. Uh, I finally beat Radari 2 a few months ago and Radari 2, I have stuff that, that it can't even par parse. Um, and so like, there's like malware is going to be like that too. Like where just yeah. well, nothing and also, makes sense with it until you run it. Opening a debugger is also a, a relatively high risk thing. Yeah. You're actually absolutely. popping it into a debugger. Um, I think one of the things is this project reminds me a lot of AMAS in they started with a very simple like core concept, but mm -hmm. they kind of exploded in a million different directions mm -hmm. uh, and then fell under the OWASP umbrella. So that kind of blew everything up as well. So they yeah. do like a bunch of OSN stuff now instead of just the subdomain enumeration. Yeah. No, I mean, I want, I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, I want to work more with community stuff. I don't really like work too hard with people with this, but I definitely um, want to get into it more to create something that is simple to use and that people can use if you are a hobbyist or a researcher or just getting started. Like at least it'll give you a, a ground footing to understand and like contextualize a lot of the concepts that are like hard to explain all at once to people, so. Yeah. yeah, I love it just because it gives you a good starting point of like what to look at. Like you can just look at something yeah. and be like, oh, like this, like here's a URL that it pulled out of here. Like let's throw that into virus total, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Like and it's, uh, that's kind of stuff because yeah, I don't do any reversing, uh, but I do like throwing things in the sandboxes and I do like throwing things into tools like this and just uh, find you know you can find a lot of fun stuff just going that far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna uh, 
going to continue working on it. I'll let people, I mean, I put it out just on Saturday, so it's only down for a couple of days, but um, we'll see what people come at with me or come at me with in the next uh, week or two and um, continue to develop from there. So yeah, um, that's one of the things I've just been doing. I actually have a write-up that I finished, but I need to uh, to put some CSS on, um, so put out about how to use it and like why it's useful. Um, so yeah. Um, Hermit, while you're here, do you have any words to say on your 2FA code dork? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, don't use those for your accounts. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? So, words. Hermit, Hermit had found a thing where, uh, well, she basically just found like a, the ultimate dork for finding 2FA codes on those like temporary phone number websites. I didn't even know there were so many of those. Oh, no. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's like quite a lot of them. So they're like, like temp fake phone, phone number. Mm -hmm. there's like some that are actively being used like you see like in real time like oh yeah this was just used oh man <laughs> so like there was a that reminds me of uh there was a site that recently came out it was like on reddit about uh it was literally a, a duo authenticator as a service so it'll just auto accept any 2fa requests that are sent to it by a duo that like totally defeats the point of having 2fa yeah, absolutely. It's oh, just yeah, like right up on that somewhere. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, what was I gonna say? Does anybody have anything else to go? It's like eleven. I have to kind of wake up kind of early tomorrow, so I'm thinking of going to bed in a second. All right. <laughs> um, I did find the notes that I referenced. Uh, I was uh got to jump on a secondary stream. I'm not gonna blow up the person's spot unless they elect to. But uh, pretty fresh seeing like hacking the box concepts and uh, doing the whole like chat thing, asking people like, "Oh shit, what's up?" Oh uh, yeah, uh, if you're talking about me, yeah. That's a ten for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was super fun last night. Good times. Uh, last random thing I did a random poll where I uh, seventeen people responded to it. And the threshold was if there's a laptop randomly found, uh, what do you think the likelihood out of the, for the seven people, what do you think the likelihood is that the drive is wiped or it's just going to boot up and be somebody's work shit? I learned that everybody are huge optimists because only three people out of the 17 were like, yeah, that's going to boot up to an OS and probably be a domain machine for a business. Okay, you should, yeah, you should rerun that. We'll try and retweet that and get a little more uh, sample size on that. I think it depends as well heavily, like, if it's um, a Mac and it's it's probably FileVault and password, and the newer it is, the, like, le less likely that you're actually going to obtain the data, even if it does boot up. But there's also some cool, fun things you can dump from the UF, uh, UEFI partition, like Wi-Fi SSIDs and other things to look at. So, yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's actually yeah, that's a, a good maniacal. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess uh, does anybody have anything else to say before we get going? Shut the fuck up and get a lawyer. Don't ham drunk. Don't ham drunk, yes.
Uh, uh, be sure to take time and dab. <laughs> Welcome to the dystopian future you never wanted. There we go. Um, all right, everybody. Well, thanks for coming and hanging out. Uh, we'll see you next week with some more news and possibly some other people to come on and just chat with us. Thank you, Mr. Skelsel. Shout out to uh, North Korean APTs. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome art. Actually, Thank I think I responded Skelsel. to it with a meme. Lorenzo had put out a thing about it. Um, about the APT group. It's like so-and-so, AKA, AKA, AKA. I'm going to sort of find it real quick. But yeah, there's a lot of group names for these groups that get like absurd. Yeah, well, it's because different companies uh yeah that's true i missed out yeah of course i i missed out on, on saying aka mr skeletal but oh yeah did you guys see my uh uh, uh thread after name generator no no what is i made a, a github page that literally it's just like the dumbest like random word generation thing but it's uh from like apt names and different animals yeah yeah just keep, keep going. Yeah. Loud moth. Um, all right. I'm going to just uh, turn off the stream and play us out here. Actually, I realize I'm very tired. So, a little bit of a good <laughs> yeah, night's rest tired, for the next week. And uh, we'll see you when everybody wakes up again in one week. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>